We begin today the Gemara on Daf Memvav, second line from the top of the Yamud. The Gemara here brings what it said in the Mishnah regarding a Shayr Hamuit. There was a three-way Machlaikis in the Mishnah. What kind of a Shmira is necessary for a Shayr Hamuit? And the final uh, opinion was, Rabliyaz Oimer, <coughs> sorry, Einloy Shmira Lesakin. There's actually no adequate way of uh, guarding a Shayr Hamuit, a Shayr that's wild. What you have to do with it is, you have to take a knife, shecht it, and that's it. Eat the meat, but to, to allow this shayr to be around, it can go and damage people. So there's no shmirah that's good for it. What's the source of Rabbi opinion? Because the Pasik by the shayr Amu, it says, Now the simple shayr of that Pasik is, we're telling him why he's chayef to pay. He's chayef to pay because he didn't guard his shayr. But Rabbi Yezah teaches what it means is, Shuv the Pasuk is saying that you can't. means you can't guard it anymore. Once it becomes a shayr amud, there's nothing you can do about it. And therefore, if this shayr is going to go out and gore and damage someone, even if you did the best shmir in the world, you're still going to be responsible for this. Because you have to shecht it. There's nothing you can do with it. That's what the Pasuk is saying here. Amalei Abaye, Sabaye says on this, he can't say this is the source of Rebbe Yezer. Because, if so, I'll bring you a similar Pasuk. The Pasuk says, by a bird, person digs a pit, and then the Pasuk there says, And he didn't cover this pit that he dug in the Rishos Arabim. So are you going to translate the words here in a similar way? That he can't cover it? So That you can't cover it anymore, and even if you cover it, and uh, it's not adequate, and uh, you're still going to be responsible for the damages? Just like we said, that you can't guard it. Over here, means that covering it doesn't help. But that can't be. And if you'll argue and say, yeah, maybe that's uh, the translation of once you dig a pit, you, it's not enough to cover it. You'll have to f- fill in the pit. But that's not true because we learned in the Mishnah, if you cover the pit properly, and then somehow it got uncovered and an ox or a donkey fell into it, and they died, you put for this. So you clearly see that covering a pit is a way how to get rid of the issue of this open pit. Mm. So that can't be how you touch v'loy chasenu. So that's not how we touch v'loy yishmerenu either. So therefore Abayi says, The source of Rabbi Yezer, when you have a wild ox, a muad, that you have to shecht it, kiditanya, like we learned in Abrayse, Rabnasan says, Menayin odom kelev How do you know that a person should not raise a wild dog in his house, it could end up damaging someone? You shouldn't allow a, a shaky, a weak ladder to be standing in your house. Someone could climb up on it and then fall and hurt or could kill himself. You're not allowed to put, place something in your house that will cause blood to be spilled. So over here as well, when you have a shayt amuid, it's the same thing. You have this wild ox. You're not allowed to raise such a kind of ox. You're not allowed to have such an ox in your house. You have to shecht it. So therefore, if you don't shecht it, you're going to be chayyid for this. That was the source of Rabbi Yezer. But when it comes to a bar, though, by a bar, it's not the same thing like having this weak ladder or this wild dog. A, a bar, if it's covered properly, it's covered. And then you don't have to be worried about anyone falling into it. It's a different thing. So over there, you won't be responsible for the, to pay for it. That's Rashi's pshat. That's one pshat of here in the Gemara. Taisus, however, says that according to this pshat of Abaye, you can say that what Rabbi Yezer actually now is saying is that... If you did a proper Shemitah, a very good Shemitah for this Shreda Mu'ad, Rabbi Yezah agrees you're going to be potted to pay for any damages. Elamai, he's still saying it's forbidden for you to keep this kind of ox in your house. 
there's an issue to have such an ox in your house because it could end up damaging someone, like having a... But not you'll be chayiv to pay, though. You won't be chayiv to pay because once you do a proper shmira, you're not going to be responsible. You do the best you can. This is the conclusion of the fourth pedic of Masechta Babakana. Okay, let's begin the next pedic. Continuing with the halachas of Asher Shenogach, Asher the gores, but here he gets into a, a discussion when there's a suffix, exactly what happened when it gored. It's a very famous Mishnah. Asher the gores a pada, an ox gores a cow. And you find, after this happened, that it gored this ox, and uh, the, there's a uba, uh, there's a fetus that's dead on the side of this pada. And now we don't know exactly what happened over here. If before this ox gored, it already gave birth, and therefore it died, not as a result of the goring, it died before already. Or or after the uh, goring, it uh, it gave birth, and uh, or actually, sorry, Rashi says the other way around that imachuloinokhayolda uh, means that after that, that it, it gave birth before the goring and therefore when the goring happened it uh, the ox gored this fetus as well and therefore it killed it or imishanokhayolda or from after the goring that's uh, when it uh, gave birth and so therefore then it did not die because of the negiche mishalem chatzinezek so because it's a suffix whether this ox gored and killed this uh, fetus here or not so you have to pay chatzinezek lepada. So for the for the cow itself that this ox gored and damaged or killed, so for that you have to pay chatzinezek. We're talking over here about a shertan that's damaging, and you have to pay like a shertan pays chatzinezek. So regarding the pada that it killed, there's no suffolk about this, so you pay the full payment of chatzinezek. However, you have to pay only a quarter of the nezek of the damage for the for the fetus. And the reason is because there's a suffix. In a case where there's a suffix, if it uh, killed this fetus or not, so it pays half of chatzinezek, which is a quarter of the damage. So the Mishnah v'chein, similar halacha, parosh If the case was the opposite, the cow, a gourd, an ox, v'nimtza v'lada betzida. And now you see that this cow has a fetus. Now, now here this fetus is, is alive, but you see it's not only a cow, it's also a fetus. Was this fetus born? Was this uh, baby born? Before it gored. And therefore, who gored? Only the cow, not the fetus, because the fetus was already born separately from the cow. Or or it was only born after the Nagicha took place. So therefore, when the cow gored the, the ox, it, the fetus was still inside the cow. So therefore, this fetus was part of the cause of the damage. So you don't know who is the one that caused the damage here. Again, was it the cow alone or the cow together with the fetus? So over here, when you pay, over here again we're talking about a shertam. When you pay for a shertam, the payment comes from the body of the one that uh, caused the damage. So So you pay the chatzinezek from the uh, body of the cow itself. Because the, the pada, you know for sure that it uh, caused the damage. And you pay half of that, because there's a suffix, you pay a quarter of the damage from the Vlad, since it's not clear if the Vlad was involved in the damage or not, so you pay a quarter of the damage from the Vlad. The Gemara will address the obvious question that, that it seems like the Mishnah is saying that you pay more than Chatzinezek here. You're getting Chatzinezek from the Pada, 
And in addition, you're getting another quarter of the damage from the Vlad. Why, why should you get more than Chatzin Ezek? So I guess the Gemara will explain what the Mishnah means by this. Again? Yeah. No, no, no. The, the Pada has the Vlad. The question is, when the Pada gored the Shair, who gored? Is it only the Pada? And the Vlad was already born from before? So it's only the Pada that caused the damage? Or no? The Vlad was inside the Pada when it gored, so therefore both the Pada and the Vlad are the ones that caused the damage. So when you collect the payment, you could collect from both the Pada and the Vlad. That's the Shailah. Yeah, yeah. So that's nine. Where do you collect the damages from? From the Pada. The question, though, is if the Vlad was inside the Pada or not. Okay, let's explain it later. That, that's the title there. Okay, the Gemara begins with the Reish of the Mishnah. Omer of Yudama Shmuel, of Yudha said in the name of Shmuel, well, here, what is it, the point that it's saying in our Mishnah? That when you have a Suffolk, if uh, the uh, fetus that's dead, was it the Shur that gored and killed this fetus or not? So what did the Mishnah say? You have to pay half of that. You split the payment. Half you pay and half you potter. Says, so, so Rav Yudha said in the name of Shmuel, Zu divrei Sumches. What it says here in our Mishnah is the opinion of Sumchis. The Omar Sumchis says, Momen amutl Anytime you have money where there's a doubt, there's an argument who the money belongs to, and there's no way to resolve it. So what do you do? You just split. So over here in this case, there's the Mazik and the Nizik, there's an argument whether the fetus was killed by the Shresh and Nogach. So what do you do? You split this. However, Chacham would disagree with our Mishnah. Chachamim say, anytime you have a, an argument and you have a doubt whether the money is owed or not, so there's a very big cloud when it comes to any din. The one that's trying to be mighty money from his friend, he's the one that's going to have to prove in order to be mighty the money from the person that's the mochzik, from the person that has the money in his possession. And if you can't prove it, then we don't move the money from where it is. And you're not going to get a penny. So over here, the Nizek claims that his fetus was the one that got uh, gored by this ox. If he can't prove it, then the Mazik is not going to have to pay a penny for this Nizek. You're not going to split. He doesn't have to pay half. He doesn't have to pay anything. That's the Machlekes of Sumchus and the Chachamim. Okay, there's a discussion over here in Teisvis, to this opinion of Sumchus that you say Cholkin, whether Sumchus completely disagrees with this Amayitz and According to uh, one shot, it's only it's only talking about a situation where there's no uh, where this uh, the, the, the sheriff and where you're collecting the payment from is I met this ba'agam. It's in a place where it's not in anybody's chazaka. So therefore, in such a case, Sumcha says chelkin because uh, the sheriff where you're collecting from is not in that, is not in anybody's chazaka. Okay, let's go weiter. So now the Gemara asks on this uh, opinion of the chachamim, the language that the chachamim say, lama li lemeimar why are using this expression that a mighty mechaveri olavaraya is a klal gadol? It's a very big and important rule. Apparently, they're coming to say that you should always apply this rule. When are they coming to add with this with this expression? Says the Gemara, it's the had to say this expression of klal gadol, but then afil nizik body. Even in a case where the nizik is standing and he's screaming, I know for a fact that your shirt Gordon killed not only my cow but the fetus as well. Umazik shema. And the Mazik is saying, I don't know, I'm not sure. The Mazik is saying, maybe it did gore, maybe it didn't, I'm not sure about it. Now, in such a case, you may say, if the Nizik is, is 100% certain about this, so maybe he shouldn't have to bring a Raya in order to be Maitzi Mamer from the Mazik. Why? Because the Mazik himself is saying, I don't know. 
Nevertheless, we still say that this nizik that wants to be mighty mamain get his payment for the fetus that he says with certainty that the mazik, uh, the, the cow or the ox that is gored it and killed it, he's still gonna have to bring a raya. The fact that he's a he has a definite taina, a certain taina against the mazik, which is only a maybe, doesn't help. He's still gonna have to bring a raya. That's the chiddush of this klal gotel bedin. Now, there's a discussion about this here. There's a long tesis here, just to mention one point. Tesis over here says, this concept of body v'shema, what the Gemara is basically saying over here is, when you have one person which is a body, that's the, the moitzi, the one that wants to take out money is the body. And then the one that's the muhsik, the one that has the money in his possession. He's the shema, so the shema ends up happening, having the upper hand because he has the money in his possession. He's the muhsik in the money. But Taisa says, there's exceptions to this. Not always do we say this. Taisa brings from other Gemaras. We see even according to this opinion, that uh, the body will have the kayak to be mighty from the Shema, because it depends on what the case of the body and the Shema is. In our case, the body and the Shema, the one that's saying body is not such a strong body, because he, he knows that the, the, the mazik can't really contradict him, because it's a situation where things happened where it wasn't so clear. So it's easy for him to come and tie in his body, even if it's not true, because he knows that the, the mazik doesn't necessarily know. It's not a clear thing that happened. But if you have a situation, let's say a loan, whether there's an argument, did he borrow the money? Did he not borrow the money? Did he pay back the money? Did he not pay back the money? Over there, a tiny's body against a tiny's shema is a very, very strong tiny's body. Over there, you know, if, if, if you're coming and saying, you borrowed money from me and it never happened, the person knows that he never borrowed the money. How are you coming forward and saying such a certain tiny? That's a, that's a much stronger tiny's body. And in that case, the tiny's body will win. That's uh, that's uh, what Taisa says. So this klal of Bari Vishama is over here regarding our case. This is one pshat of why the Chachamim said, Or another reason why he says that it's a klal gadol bedin, it's coming to, to, to say that we apply this rule of regarding the following case. A person sold his ox to his friend. And and it turns out that the ox that he sells him is a wild ox. You can't use it for any work. You can't use it to plow in the field. It's too wild. So Rav is a mekechtos. Rav says that this is a mekechtos. Why? Because as we'll see in the continuation of the Gemara, because most people, when they buy an ox, what do they buy it for? They buy it for the work in the field. So you follow the Rav. And since Rav buy it for this purpose, and it can't do the work, so then the whole, the whole thing, the whole sale is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Shmuel Amah, but Shmuel says, no, it's not a mekachtos. The seller could say, lie to the buyer, I uh, sold you this axe for, uh, for shechite. It's, it's wild, yeah, but I sold it to you for the meat, to, to shecht it and eat the meat. So it's, it's, still, it's still a good sale. So now what's, what's the chiddush over here of Zekla Godel Bedin? What uh, Chachamim are saying is, according to Shmuel, Shmuel is saying, when it comes to a money matter, you don't follow Raif. Even if you have a roiv, you can follow the majority. And with that majority, based on this concept of roiv, you want to be mighty mama from someone? You can't. That's not a good raya. You have to have a proper raya to be mighty mama, which is usually with Aiden, with having witnesses or something uh, that's a very clear, strong proof. But not something like roiv. That's what Shmuel is basically saying. Even though most people buy it for plowing. So in that sense, it would be a uh, mistaken sale. But no. You, you, he can say, the, the, the seller can say, I thought you're from the minority and therefore you want to use it just for the meat. But still, why can't we find out over here? Why can't we talk to the, buy, to the, to the buyer himself? Why do we have to say? That the sale is still in effect. Let's see. 
This person, the, the, the buyer, is he a person that has fields and when he buys an ox, he usually buys it for plowing? Or or it's a person that buys an oxen for, for shechting. Is he a butcher and he, and he, he, buy, he buys it? That we, we can see what kind of person this is. It's pretty clear from the, from the context of what happened. Why do we have to look at the rave of the whole world? Let's see what kind of person he is. So the case over here must be that no, you can't prove anything from the person himself. This is a person that he has fields, that he could be using it for plowing. He also has a business where he, he's a butcher and he sells meat. It's, it's a, so you can't prove it from the person himself. But you can prove it in another way. Let's look at the money that was paid there. If the money that was paid was for, for a good cow that, or a good ox that is that could plow, and as she says, a cow or ox that could plow is more expensive because it could be used for all this work. So if you paid a more expensive price, you know that it was bought for, for this purpose of plowing. And it And if it's only a cheaper price that was for an ox that's used to shecht and to have the meat, so then you know that it was just for that. So you could just look at the price. Mm-hmm. And says the the case of here is the oike bisre. The koibit meradia. The then the price, the market price of of uh, the meat went up, and it and therefore to buy a a ox to, to plow is and to buy to buy a ox to, for the meat is just as expensive. It's the same thing. So therefore you can't prove anything from this. Okay. So therefore it's in this case that Shmuel says that you're not going to follow the rive and you're going to say I'm very However, Rav argues. Rav says you do follow the rive and therefore the sale is a mistake. And therefore, what happens if the sale is a mistake? The buyer has to take, sorry, the seller, that is, has to take back the, uh, the ox and he has to pay back the money that was paid for this. So I want to clarify another detail in this case. Omri was said about this, and this is a question on the opinion of Rav. If the seller doesn't have the money that the buyer paid him anymore, he spent it already. He doesn't have any money to reimburse the, the seller if he's going to give him back the ox. So if so, Lishkele Luturi Bezuzi. Let the buyer keep this ox itself instead of getting back his money. If he can't get back his money, so then what's going to end up happening? Let him just keep this ox itself. Why, Domri Inchi, the expression that people say is, from the person that, uh, the master that you're trying to collect the money that's owed to you, you, could, you should get paid from whatever you can get. Take even from the most cheapest thing. Take even from uh, brand to get paid. Because if he doesn't have money, you might as well take whatever there is. So what the Gemara is asking over here is, what's really the difference between Rav and Shmuel? Shmuel saying that the sale is in effect. We don't follow Rav. But even according to Rav, that says that the sale is not in effect, but if, he doesn't, if the Moiche doesn't have any money to pay you back, you're going to keep your ox anyways, because that's the best you can get from him. So really there's no difference in such a case. So the Gemara says, true. We only need, the whole argument here between Rav and Shmuel is, in a case, the where the seller does have money to reimburse, to pay back, if this is a mekechtos. So Rav so Rav says that the sale here is a mistake, because Zilba Saruba, you follow the majority, most people buy an ox for plowing, and therefore if this is a wild ox and it cannot plow, so the whole sale is a mistake. Shmuel says we don't follow Rav by a money, by a money dispute, because the, the seller could tell the buyer, I sold you this ox for, for shechita. And you don't follow it. And he explains, When do we have the rule that it says in the Torah, so on, that we learn that you have to follow it. That's be surah. 
when it comes to determining something in an issue of Isr, is this Asr, is it Mutter, so then you can follow Raif. When it comes to a money matter, we don't follow Raif. Rather, by money matters, it's different. Because there's a mochzik, because there's someone that has the money in his possession, so the fact that he has the money in his possession is stronger, and you can't, you can't take out money from someone's possession just with the, the power of a raif. And this, it's, it's regarding this, that the Chachamim used the expression of klal godl bedin. And this is a very powerful klal, that even in a case where the one that wants to be mighty money has a raif to support it, nevertheless it doesn't help. You still have to have a, a, a real raya like Edim or something on, on that level. The Gemara goes back now to the beginning of the whole sugi here that we said that uh, the Chachamim argue on our Mishnah. So we learned this in Abraise, when the ox gore the cow and then there's the fetus on the side. Or when, did, when was it born? And you don't know if it, uh, it was gored by this ox and that's how it died or not. So so for the death of the Pada, that you know for sure that the ox caused it, so for that you pay the full Chatzinezek, but for the Vlad, which is unsure, so it's a suffix, so you pay half, only a quarter of the damages. This is Divrei Sumchis. So for the fetus, you don't pay anything, because it's a suffix, so you have the, 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 the Nizik is going to have to bring a Rai if he wants to get paid for this. So Rav Shmuel Ben-Achmeni said, What is the source for this rule that the one that wants to be might see the money from his friend, he's the one that's going to have to prove his case. There's the other one, that's the muhsik in the money, he doesn't have to prove anything. He can keep the money in his possession. Shanama, the answer is because it says in the Pasuk, Mi bal dvarim yigashaleim. The one is the the one that the Baal Dvarim, meaning the one that has an issue that he's bringing up a claim that he wants to take money from someone. Yigashaleim. What does Yigashaleim mean? Yagish Raya Aleim. He's the one that has to bring the Raya to the Bezdin for his claim. That's the Raya from the Pasik. So Maskeflor Ravashi, Ravashi asked him this. This concept, this rule of Amit Mahavari Olavaraya, what do you need a Pasik for this? Svaravu, this idea that if there's one person that's muhsik in the money. And there's another person that's coming and saying, your money in your pocket belongs to me, and he wants to be mighty this money. So the fact that he has to bring a raya for this, it's a svara. Why? The the one that has the ailment, the one that something is hurting him, he has to go to the doctor to heal himself. Right? So in other words, over here, in this case, when you have one person, he has the money in his possession, and he says, the status quo, the way it is, is perfect. I'm not asking to change anything. Then there's another person that something's hurting him, something's bothering him. He says, no, 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 status quo is not good. The money in your pocket belongs to me. He's the one that's going to have to show that to the Bezden and prove to the Bezden that we should change the status quo. That's the simple svara. And that's even over here in this case of Shoshanaga uh, Chesapara. We're not talking about a situation where a person has money in his pocket and, and someone else comes and says, you owe me money. Over here, even in this case, where there's something that happens where it's unclear if the death of this fetus did, was caused by the shayr, was not caused by the shayr. Right, so it's a suffix. I mean, that's some story itself is a suffix. It's unclear what happened. But nevertheless, the nizik, which is uh, the one that wants to take out money, he's the one that wants to change the status and take out the money from the mazik's pocket. He's going to have to prove that. It's a svara without any pasik. Says the Gemara, Elokra, the pasik that we brought before when it says, Mi baal dvarim yigash and what is that pasik coming to teach? Look at the Rav Nachman. 
it comes to teach a different halacha, like Rav Nachman said. Amar Rabbi Baravua, Amar Rabbi Nachman, Amar Rabbi Baravua, Rav Nachman said in the name of Rabbi Baravua, Minayin she'ein iskokin el tchila. How do I know that the Bezdom will only tend to first to the claim of the claimant? So and, and, and everything tighter. You have the claimant and the defendant. So if the Tiveya, he comes with a claim. Reuven, he comes, he says, Shimon owes me a thousand dollars. Now Shimon makes a counterclaim. Shimon says, in fact, you are the one that owes me a thousand dollars. You stole a thousand dollars from me. Or, or Shimon maybe says, I gave you a, a mashkin for this money that I owed you and you lost that mashkin. So you pay me back the mashkin that I, that I gave you that's even maybe worth more than what uh, I owed you. So it, it starts with a tiveya, and then the nitva, the defendant, makes a counterclaim. Who does Bezdin tend to first, and who does Bezdin allow to bring a, a raya first, and to be moitzimamim first? Does Bezdin tend to the tiveya first, or to the nitva first, to the, to the claimant, or to the, to the defendant? Mm-hmm. That's what we're learning over here from this Pasik. So, how do we know that first Bezdin listens to the claimant, that he came first, and therefore he's, Bezdin listens to him, and Bezdin allows him to bring his raya, and to be mighty momin. And then afterwards we go back to Shimon, and we hear what he has to say, and if necessary, we take the money back, and we return it to Shimon. Because the Pasuk here says, What does this mean? The Baal Dvarim, the one that came first with the Dvarim. He's the one that brought up the whole subject, the whole argument here between these two people. He's the one that brings his, he's the one that gets the rights to bring his things first to the Bezdin. And only afterwards do we turn back to the defendant and allow him to, to bring his rights and to get any money back that he claims is his. Omri Nerdai said, there are some times that we will allow the nitva, the defendant, to bring his rais first and to get uh, the money that he says belongs to him first. When is that? What's the case? The If his possessions are losing value, what does it mean? It's losing value. So Rashi says either the case over here is the nitva, the defendant says, I have a buyer that's ready right now to buy this. This property that you took away from me, that you have from me, something that you have from me, I have a buyer that's ready to take it right now. And if I'm not going to get my chance to speak in Bezdin quickly and get it right now, I'm going to lose this opportunity of this buyer. It's one case. Or, or another Pshat Rashi says, if, if the, the defendant comes and argues and says, the very fact that I'm involved in such a dentaire, and there's the claimant, the, the, the Reuven that's claiming money from me, it puts me in, a, in bad light. And people say, oh, this person has people that are trying to take money away from him. So he's in a desperate situation. The value of his properties go down because of this. So in such a situation, we allow the defendant to settle his case first, his argument first, in order that the value of his properties should not go down. That's Rashi's pshat here in this Gemara. There's many, many different pshat in this Gemara. Tasis brings another few pshat in here. There's, there's a lot of pshat in what the Gemara here means. I said over here Rashi's pshat. <coughs> there's a sikha from the Rebbe and Chelek Tezayin. Parshish Mishpatim, the fourth sikha, where the Rebbe brings there another pshat from the Shach, and the Rebbe explains it, Barichis, Apinigla, Apichsid, it's a beautiful, beautiful Indian over there, and this Gemara, it's, it's, it's too Barichistic to, to be able to go through the whole Indian over here. You can take a look there, and uh, Parshish Mishpatim, the Rebbe explains a beautiful pshat here in this Gemara. The Baal Dvarim, I guess the one that um, started the Dvarim. The one that's the Baal Dvarim, he started the whole argument. So that, that's the claimant. The defendant is only coming afterwards. He's defending himself. The Gemara goes back to what it said in the Mishnah. The same is when you have a case where a cow that gored an ox 
And now it's not clear, was it the cow with the fetus inside of it that gored? Or was it just the cow? Because the fetus was already born before. So what did the Mishnah say? You collect Chatzia Nezek from the Pada, and then you collect the Revia Nezek from the Vlad. So the Gemara asks on this, Chatzia Nezek, Revia Nezek, you collect both? You collect Chatzia Nezek, and we're talking here about a Tam. So you collect Chatzia Nezek from the cow, and then another quarter Nezek you collect also from the Vlad. Revia uh, Nezek, so then it comes out, so the Gemara asks, Palgi Nezek, the Boyal Shlomi. You only have to pay Chatzia Nezek. Kuli Nezke, but over here, according to what the Mishnah is saying, this person is paying the entire payment of the damage, Nakiriva, besides a quarter, because he's paying first a half, and then he's paying another quarter, so he's paying three quarters of the damage. Why is he paying more than Chatzin Ezek? So, Maya Videte, why, why is this, why, why is he paying more than Chatzin Ezek? Mm. So, the Gemara has a very two pshatim. Omer Abaye, Abaye's pshat of here is as follows. That when the Mishnah said Chatzin Nezek, the Mishnah does not mean Chatzin Nezek, it means Echad Marbo Benezek. Chatzin Nezek means half of Chatzin Nezek. That means that from the uh, Pada, you only pay, you only pay half of the Chatzin Nezek, because it could be that the, the Pada was together with the Vlad, and therefore you can't collect from the Pada the Chatzin Nezek. You collect from the Pada only half of Chatzin Nezek, which is a quarter. And then when it says in the Mishnah Revia Nezek, that from the Vlad you pay a quarter of the Nezek, it meant it, doesn't, it didn't mean a quarter. It meant Echad Mishmaine Ben Nezek. It meant a quarter, meaning half of a quarter, which would be an eighth. Because it's a suffix over here, whether this uh, Vlad was part of this damage or not, so you only pay an eighth for, for this. See, and he actually ends up getting paid, the Mazik uh, ends up uh, uh, paying less than Chatzin Nezek. Now the Gemara explains what this means. Is that, until here you can't really understand what the Gemara means to say. Mm. The only way to understand what uh, Abai is answering over here is, as the Gemara will explain over here, is that the Pada and the Vlad do not belong to the same owner. If the Pada and the Vlad belongs, if the Pada, the cow, and its fetus belong to the same person, then either way the Mazik is going to have to pay the full Chatzinezek. It doesn't make a difference if, it, if the Vlad was part of the cause of the damage or not. Either way, it all belongs to him. He has to pay the whole thing. So the Gemara explains, If the cow and the fetus all belong to the same person, so then, So the Nizik could say to the owner of this cow, What difference does it make? You have to pay me the full Chatzinezek for this damage. Either way, whether the Vlad was part of the damage or not part of the damage, you have to give me the full Chatzinezek for this. Because in the end of the day, it's your pada with the Vlad, without the Vlad, that, that caused me the, the full damage here. What was Abai saying? What's the, what's the case over here? The pada the chad. The ownership of the cow is by one person. Uvlad the chad. And the ownership of the fetus is by another person. So it's two different people, Bukhlau. So now in such a case, so the pada for sure gourd. The pada for sure gourd. So over here, the pada is going to pay Chatzinezek, but... Because it could be that the Vlad also gored, so it's a suffix if the Balapad has to pay the whole thing. So in such a case, you have to pay half of Chatzin Ezek. Okay, the Gemara here explains, let's see. Now, it depends how the Nizik is coming to collect his payment over here. If the Nizik comes and wants to collect his damages from the Balapad first, from the owner of the cow first, so then... Oh, in such a case, what's the thing going to be? So the Nizik could come and say to the owner of the cow, This we know for sure, that your cow gored and your cow was mazik me. 
So if so, that we know for sure happened. So you have to pay me full pay, which is Chatsi Nezek, the full payment of a time. You have to pay me the full pay. Now you claim that there was a Vlad, there was, a Vlad, there was another ownership of a Vlad inside the puddle when it gored, and therefore I don't have to pay the full half of damages. You bring me a proof that the Vlad was inside the puddle when it gored, and that you have a partner in this uh, damage that was caused over here, and then you'll, you'll be able to pay uh, only half of the Chatsi Nezek. But until you're not going to prove that it was a Vlad inside the Pada, since we know for a fact that the Pada gored, you're going to have to pay the full payment of the, of the Chatsi Nezek from the Pada. Yeah, no, so the, the, the Pshad of what the Gemara is saying over here is, as the Rishonim explained, this is based on the concept of Ein Sofik Moitzi Medevadai. That over here, since we know for a fact that the Pada gored, and the Pada that gores has to pay Chatsi Nezek, Elamai the Bala Pada comes and claims no, that, that, that there was a Vlad inside. And the Vlad is owned by someone else. So let him also pay. But you're, you're bringing up something which is a suffix. We don't know if there was a Vlad inside or not. We know for a fact that the pot of gourd. So therefore the Baal, a pot is going to have to pay the full Chatzinezek if the Nizik is coming only to the Baal, a pot and asking him to pay. So when is the case in our Mishnah where we're saying that the Baal, a pot does not have to pay the full price? He only has to pay half. And the Baal, of Vlad also only has to pay half because there's a suffix over here. We don't know who. When are we taking into account this suffix? Hello, the case over here is the Kodam Tove Lebal Vlad That's in a case where the Nizik came and demanded payment not from the Balapada. He came and demanded payment from the owner of this fetus. He comes to the person that owns the fetus and says, Your fetus was inside the Pada when it gored. The Amalei, so now the Balapada could come and say to this Nizik, Kolis Adaiteich, you revealed your understanding here, the Shut Isli. That there's a partner here and there's damage. Why are you going to the Baal of Vlad to collect your payment? Because you're revealing that you know that the Vlad was inside the Pada when it damaged. And it's not the Pada alone that Gordon damaged. So therefore in such a case, as where the Mishnah said, that the Baal of Pada only has to pay half of, uh, of what he would have to pay. Which is going to be a quarter, <coughs> half of Chatzin And the Baal of Vlad will have to pay half of what he usually has to pay. Which would be, be an eighth. Because in such a case, the, 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 the Nizik is going to the Balavlat. So you can't say, in such a case, the Nizik himself is saying that I know that, of, uh, that, uh, that there's a shutfus over here and what caused the damage. So in such a case, you can't be Mechaiv, the Balapada, to pay the full damages. That's a Pshad and the Mishnah. So the point of Abai's Pshad and the Mishnah is, there's two different owners. There's the owner of the Pada, and there's the owner of the Vlad. And therefore, in a case where the Nizik himself is showing that he admits that there's a suffix over here, he says, I'm coming, I'm trying to collect from the Bala Vlad, not just from the Bala Pada alone. In such a case, each one only pays half of what they would usually have to pay because it's a suffix. That's uh, one way of understanding what Abayah said. Ikidamri, the Gemara brings another pshat to understand what Abayah said. Afagav the Kodam, Tove, Lebal, Pada, Tchila. That note, the truth is, even if the Nizik will come to the Baal Pada first and demand from him to pay, so in such a case, you come to the Baal Pada first, it's a definite fact that the Baal Pada damaged, uh, caused the, 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 the gourd and, and damaged this, this shard over here. But nevertheless, Motsi Matchile, the Baal Pada could still push him off and say, I'm not paying the full damages that I have to pay, which is Chatsi Nezek. Because he could say, the Balpada could say, yadi yana, I know for a fact, the Shutva Isli, that I had a partner in the cause of the damage. There was a Vlad inside the Pada that's a part of the cause of this damage. I know this for a fact. He can come and argue this. 
Taisa Saravir explains, why, why could he come and argue this? Why shouldn't we say the Svara that we said before? We know for a fact that his cow, Gort, the Vlad, maybe there was a Vlad, maybe there wasn't a Vlad, but we know for a fact that his cow, Gort, so you should have to pay the full price. So Taisa says, the answer is because besides the fact that he's the Muxik of the money, before we said that there's a very strong Kayach that you have when you're the Muxik of the money, that itself wouldn't be enough because over here, there's a vaday that your cow gored and damaged. But there's another thing. There's also a chazake that it was pregnant, that it had, it had the vlad inside. There's a cheskas aguf that the vlad was inside of it. The fact that now we see the vlad is born is a change. There's a new, a new situation that developed that happened afterwards. That we don't know exactly when it happened, but that's a new thing. What happens first? First it's pregnant and the vlad is inside. So he has a cheskas mamain and the cheskas aguf of the pregnancy that supports his taina, that when the cow gored, it gored together with the Vlad inside, and therefore it's not my cow alone that gored, it's together with the partnership of the Baal of Vlad that was, and the Vlad was inside the Pada. So therefore, even in such a case, the Baal of Pada is going to have to pay half of the Nezek, and the Baal of Vlad is going to have to pay half of his Nezek. Okay, there's another Pshad here in the Gemara, but we'll uh, leave it for tomorrow.